Hi, listeners. Hi, listeners. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Women Who Rebrand, a podcast for your rebranding needs, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's been a week. I was out last night. I got on a, on a Thursday night. So obviously, guys, we record this on a Friday. School night. And yeah, out on a school night at the British Diversity Awards. And you Fancy. may be able to hear. I know, I know. My voice is a little hoarse because I was just like losing my inhibitions and going crazy because I didn't have my kids and it was a Thursday night. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Saw, saw a couple of celebs. Couple. Who, who are you schmoozing with and where was my invite? What? Listen, listen. What? It, 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 was a, it was a work thing. Sorry, love. I um, work. Well, <laughs> this is true. This is true. You're making some very good one of the one of my colleagues was super excited because there was a a couple from Made in Chelsea there and it's Mr. Locke and Mr. Locke, but <gasps> one lock has an E and one doesn't. One's got long dark hair like Adonis and the other's got very like shorts. Made in Chelsea hair. or Made Towie? in Chelsea. No, made in Chelsea. I know there's a lock in Towie as well, but no, these yeah. are made in Chelsea locks. So they've recently got married, I believe, and they Don't um well, I didn't know either, but she was super <laughs> excited and she went and got a selfie and stuff. Um I know. and it was hosted by June. Sapphire. June Yeah. I like June Sapphire. Right? <laughs> she was hosted by our friend June. Um and um yeah, it was it was an it was a really lovely evening just celebrating all things diversity that British organizations have been promoting, like all the great work that we've been doing to Fantastic. make life a little bit more equal for everybody. Hmm. So how do yeah. I get a ticket? I want to go next year. Is it a yearly thing? It is it is. So this was the first ever one and wow. it is going to be happening every year god willing um but you get yourself along if you do some good work for diversity basically which i do right is this podcast not diverse it sure is it sure is and there are a few charity oh god yeah one we're gonna have to talk about it later but there were yeah. some some really great charities there up for nomination and i think they would be fantastic to have on at some point um but yeah, maybe mm. next year we'll be there together. Who knows? <laughs> Doing great things for inclusion yeah. and diversity and celebrating yeah. differences. Yeah. Look at us, see, taking over the world. I love it. I know. Uh -huh. Right. So yeah, that's me. Excitement. What about you? What have you been up to, girl? Ah, uh, I've just been mega busy, actually. Um, mm -hmm. My life has just flashed before my eyes. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm turning 40 next week. So when we're recording, I'll actually be recording on my 40th birthday. But <gasps> that wasn't my point. We're just getting flooring done. And I didn't realise how long it would take. Mm. Because it was one of those things. You know, when builders or whatever, they say, yeah, it's going to take this long. I'm like, wow, that's super quick. Lies. So, yeah, it's going to be the whole house. Um, don't rob me. I'm not, I'm not rich. We've got three floors. <laughs> so we're replacing all the flooring. And we thought when he said Monday to Thursday, that would be everything. 
Lo mm. and behold, it was just the downstairs. Yo. <sighs> and it was like resurfacing concrete we had an uh, industrial fan going on all night what? and i am complaining about first world problems but it's just been chaotic Listen. i hate it hate it but the floor looks nice it's done now downstairs oh cute everywhere else still needs to be done got another two floors like, to go yeah, I'm not sure I can live in like a building site or whatever because if he's here next time doing everything else, I'm like, can I not just go stay somewhere else? Can I not just come and stay with you hmm. somewhere? See, I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm now focused on you saying that you're not sure that you can live. And in my head, I'm hearing Leanne rhymes. How can I live? And I really want <laughs> to sing it, but I'm gonna hold. No. I'm gonna hold myself back. Yeah, it's copyright um, and all that. Jazz. Copyright. We did that yeah. last time with yeah. um, Leah. No, we're not. No, yeah. And you. You were singing last time. I'd, yeah, but I've, I've changed. I've changed. Ah, uh, you've rebranded. I'm, I'm growing. I'm evolving as, as a person. What's that mean? Gross. Exactly. Gross. From insecure. It's called, it's called gross. Gross. I love it. I love it. Okay. You're welcome. Well, today, my friend, Mon Cher. Mm-hmm. Speaking French and like multilingual, so fancy. I know, right? Today we have a guest on our podcast. Another guest. Look at us, so fly every week. A new guest bringing you these hot guests weekly. I know. I consistently. Know. I know. Diverse and everything, man. Yeah. Um, D D C D C A D C C C D A A F G. <laughs> I'm gonna get so confused today. So D from the We Knew the Moon podcast. Um, she is one half of the joint owned Goddess Temple in Twickenham too. She's just oh. gonna be like all spiritual fancy floating up in the podcast. Um, is she even in human form? I don't know. <laughs> She's just all things magical. Um, yeah, she sounds so she's incredible. She's going to be coming on, and um, we're going to be learning about the moon cycles, yes. also the goddess temple, whatever that is. Uh -huh. um, if she's in female human form, she's going to let us know about that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot of good discussions going on today. I can't wait! Exciting. I'm so excited. I know. I've I've been wanting to know all about the moon for a long time because people talk about it and I'm like oh yeah 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 moon <laughs> yeah 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 I don't really know what they're talking about and I, I want to know I. <laughs> it's like full do you know what actually no the other day I kind of freaked myself out <laughs> we like to go sit in the garden sometimes and I do like mm -hmm. to look at the moon and stars just because yeah. it's pretty like galaxies yeah. and stuff yeah and I was like look at that look at that waxing gibbous and I started what? laughing and we were like, <laughs> I wonder what it actually is. Looked it up. Was it not a waxing gibbous? And I was like, <gasps> Are you joking? <laughs> How did I know that? Oh my god. So I've got I've got um like tiny boxes in my head, many yeah. boxes that are yeah. filled with random information that I don't know is there until I need it. Uh-huh. Well, That's what it I learned sounds from that situation. Like you've got the control or you're you're developing your power around the control to pick out the relevant bits when you need them rather than them all them bits just being in a box in your head 
you know, like jumbled True. up, like one of them True. boxes in your kid's bedroom where they throw their toys. Like it's Ugh. not, it's not, it's, it's evolving. Again, some growth. Yeah. Yeah. Like a filing organized. cabinet. Yes. It's turning into, yes. Maybe like that's some kind growth of too. Ikea, Ikea system uh, in there. That, no. Uh, um, high high um, end, please. Not oh, give me a higher brand, um, please. Rate okay. my brain. John give Lewis. Me a John Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So some John Lewis <gasps> system in that box. This brain does not come flat packed, babes. No. No, no. building here. No. It's no. luxury. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, in our waiting room, we have the lovely D. Um spiritual goddess so um i think we should let her in Let's what do, do you it. think yeah okay hello hi nice to meet you and Teresa. we've met hello hi i was just gonna say you are in um human form ah yeah. i was just gonna say you're like a spiritual goddess and i was like is she in human form we don't mm. know we'll find out and we have i out. present myself in human form so that i'm more relatable to you mere mortals <laughs> oh, and we appreciate you yeah, thank you you're welcome <laughs> you'd be freaked out otherwise just talking to some light and yeah i'm normally yeah. an orb yeah. like on most haunted how they always talk about the orbs well that's me <laughs> i do love an orb though it's like when you take pictures i'm orb. like i saw an orb and no one else can see it until you, you show know, the picture little story about i have a favorite psychic obviously everyone has a favorite psychic right mine is called glenn mm -hmm. and i've done a couple of readings with him and mm -hmm. Uh, the ones over Zoom, I've asked to record them so that I can look back over them and whatever. I never have done because I'm always crying in the videos and I'm an ugly <laughs> crier. But okay. the one bit I have looked back on is when he said, you're surrounded by orbs. And I was like, whatever, you know. But then when I look back, I freaking am. I'm surrounded by orbs. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. So yeah, and one of them, I asked about my fish. You know, Sarita, I've told you about my fish that yes. the snail now lives in the tank of. The fish was yes. 28 years old when he passed, so he, it was a big deal. Fish and was 28 um, years that, old? Don't, wait, in you have to explain. Years. A 28-year-old fish? <laughs> but it wasn't what? just a goldfish. No, it was, it was a those... sucker fish. Oh, oh, okay. And it was, okay. it was the, um, like, my partner's an only child, and so he had this fish since he was about 10 or 11 years old, so... Hmm. It was heartbreaking yeah. when he passed, Howard. Um, but he died like two days before my session with Glenn, my favorite psychic. And um, <laughs> when I asked him about it, there was a little orb that I swear did this past my face. So for the listeners, my face. Dee's doing swimming motions with her hands. <laughs> the orb was swimming. Yeah. Wait, but did your favorite like yeah. psychic Glenn say it was a fish? Um, so I told him that my fish had died and ah. he didn't say anything. He was like, look at that orb. Hmm. So, and as far wow. as I know, orbs have not been explained satisfactorily to anyone. So who knows? But anyways, can we take a step back? <laughs> what are orbs? Cause I'm like, again, this is the conversation that I have so that I was telling you about, like with the moon, when people talk about moons and I'm like, uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. And I don't really know what's going on. So this orb conversation you're having, can you please 
Well, I have to admit, the orb thing, spirits and so forth, that's not something that I know very much about or Mm. know how much I believe or not. And even though I see myself, I'm still like on the fence about it. But then he says stuff and I'm like, how the, can I swear? Yeah, swear if you want. I do want. How the fuck (laughs) did he know that? Like, there's stuff that he tells me about my family that I don't even know about myself. Like, I have to go and fact check with my parents because, like, I don't know my great aunts and uncles. So he, you know, he he knows. It's it's just bonkers to me. But, yeah. So orbs are apparently um, spirits or uh, spiritual entities, you know, and uh. you can sometimes see them as videos and cameras. And I remember I'm watching Most Haunted with them. Um, Yvette Fielding, remember, she's run around in the yes. dark and they're always yes. talking about, look at the orbs, look at the orbs. And yeah, they, they haven't, as far as I know, been properly explained. Some people think that they're just um, light reflecting on fl- dust floating and so forth. But mm. yeah, Ooh. who wow. knows? Because who knows? I've seen or I get a bit excited. So yeah, I've seen them in like videos and stuff. And sometimes you can't see it until you watch it back. Mm. Um, but yeah. I kind of just think of them as like, spiritual energy coming to check on you and stuff like that but sometimes they move not just like how a piece of like dust dust would float yeah yeah i literally mentioned my fish and it it swam past like the movement was of a fish you know so uh yeah Mm -hmm. and i saw glenn yesterday sarita and as i was sitting there thinking I'm going to tell him that I just got this African snail via Sarita um, because, you know, I've had this conversation. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There. (gasps) Behind me. Wait. So as I was thinking. We'll get back to that. Yeah. But I wanted to tell him about this African snail that has moved into the fish's old house and so forth. And mm -hmm. as I was thinking, will he even care about the snail? He turns (laughs) to me and he says, why am I getting Africa from you? Okay, like, that's what weird. I was thinking about the African snail. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, that is weird. Right? Because I and, haven't posted I think... on social media about anything. No, I don't right? even I know about this. Yeah. So, wow. I, and I remember the first time I met him where I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but there's something, either he's really intuitive or what, but... Like I had just got back from visiting my friend up in York and her name is Isla. Not a super common name, apparently more popular now, but you know, not mm-hmm. a bit of a random name. And he mm-hmm. said to me, you had fun with Isla, which okay, I had just weird. got back the day before from seeing Isla. So who and knows? He didn't who post knows? it anywhere. He couldn't have Googled. Nope. He didn't know Isla. Nope. I'm not one this, for posting my location strange. on Google because I'm always scared people are going to rob my house. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Isla's not on Facebook. So, yeah, really. So it's not even like your, but I think even. The only way he could have known is by hacking into like my credit card or something and checking my train bookings. And even then, I don't know how he would know I was with Isla. But anyways, I kind of think with a lot of the spiritual stuff, and this includes like the moon and spirits and whatever people might count as woo-woo. I think a lot of times it's just, stuff that could probably be scientifically explained one day mm-hmm. we just don't know we don't have the knowledge yet right mm-hmm. i mean there was a time where fire was witchcraft mm-hmm. imagine yeah. if we showed them like an iphone they would freak <gasps> out and burn yeah. us at the stake right <laughs> so maybe it's just that we don't have the knowledge yet 
and, and maybe one day it will be explained in a really non-magical way mm. but True. everyone's wow. got to have a bit of faith yeah our special guest today if you haven't already figured it out is d um she is a self-confessed empath and spiritual wellness guide um she is also a fundraising consultant for empathic entrepreneurs and for non um not for profit charities um we have invited Dee to join us and she graciously accepted to come on women who rebrand um because she herself has rebranded both professionally spiritually and professionally um so yeah Hello again, Dee. Um, you've got a few things coming up, new things, but um, I'm not going to spoil it now. Let's um, introduce them as we step into our interview. Um, Dee, um, after that fantastic um, introduction, can you tell us about your journey so far? Um, you're a fundraising consultant turned spiritual moon goddess, goddess temple owning podcast badass bad badass i can't even say the word um yeah tell us a bit about um you and your journey well first of all i'm loving the hype thank you <laughs> i run my pocket every time i'm feeling a bit down sarita tell me about how i'm a new goddess <laughs> um yeah i kind of feel like it's more of an evolving than a rebranding you know, okay. you just like one step followed naturally on from the other. So it started off with me being born as a Palestinian, I think, is where I need to start. Okay. And um, as a result, I always kind of knew I wanted to work with the issue of Palestine. I ended up um, doing sort of sustainable development and that kind of stuff, a lot of gender and politics and a lot of stuff about resources and access to resources. Um, and then I ended up in the charity sector working for Palestinian charities or then charities that um, worked in Palestine. One of my longest uh, jobs was working with St. John of um, St. John Eye Hospital, which is a branch of St. John Ambulance, which, you know, all of you know, it's a sort of sister charity of mm -hmm. St. John Ambulance in this country that works specifically in Palestine. And they have a whole bunch of hospitals. They do mobile outreach. They train doctors, nurses. I mean, wow. it's phenomenal. And what they managed to do with so little amount of money is just amazing it's amazing mm -hmm. um so i was lucky to work with them then i went self-employed um in all honesty because i hated the commute um i felt like i was constantly feeling run down you know living just outside london because no one can afford to live in in london right you have to commute <laughs> quite a Except fair C. distance <laughs> yeah um, i mean it was like oh where do you live in london Tax <laughs> street is awkward <laughs> 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 and how did you do it? So I can tell you. No. Yeah, um, I'm stopped, quite happy here. She stopped time. watching Netflix. <laughs> oh, right. And I eat porridge. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sorry. So you live in central London, but you can't afford to leave your house and do anything. Or oh, eat no. Anything. Not central right, London. Yeah. Let's, please. No, no, no. Let, let's just yeah. put everything in perspective. Not central London. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm, tw I'm in Tottenham, and, you know, it could be a three, four hour commute each day and it's exhausting oh, i felt like i was constantly run down which yeah you know makes sense now that i realize how much how many germs i was breathing i think we're all a bit more aware of that now because of the dreaded c pandemic right mm -hmm. so um yeah i wanted to work for myself i wanted to spend more time with my dog i wanted to be able to work in my pjs and you know mm -hmm. if i had one of those days where i wanted to work but i was a bit periody and so i wanted to do it 
you know, with a hot water bottle, <laughs> not have a commute and so forth. Um, yeah, so I work for a bunch of different charities, a bunch of small businesses, working with them on developing their businesses, expanding their businesses with the charities. It's a lot of um, helping them with their fundraising or um, in the last couple of years, it's been a lot about moving people's services online, like their events or their mm. fundraising or their services. Everything has had to move online, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's been a really weird challenge. But um, again, it needed a lot of tweaking, pivoting, evolving, rebranding, whatever word you want to use, right? Mm -hmm. And I always feel like working for myself, tell me if you guys have the same feeling, like whenever you change your business or your main source of income, you get little comments or looks like you get people saying, oh, did the blah, 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 not work out then? Uh, or <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, no, I didn't fail. Mm. I tried something. Mm. I either realized it wasn't working for me. So I tweaked it or I dropped it. It's not mm. a failure. It's a, mm. it's rebranding. It's mm -hmm. evolving, right? Mm -hmm. But no, even if, like you said, if you had like an employer and you changed job, no one's like, well, did it not work out? No, I just yeah. want a new job. Exactly. Not, not a big so deal. it's like it's weird working for yourself because you kind of feel like everyone wants to do it, mm -hmm. but then they're super judgy about you when you do it. And then really like, oh, and especially when you get into the podcasting or the stuff that people a lot of people don't really understand. Like, oh, are you still doing that? <laughs> you know. But it will never be as bad as the question I once got, where someone asked me. Uh -oh. oh, are you still doing that Palestine thing? <gasps> like what? No, they did not. Being ask that. Palestinian, being Palestinian, I'm still being Palestinian. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and won't surprise you that came from a white male in the UK, uh, and uh -huh. it's like, yeah, mm. you know, you can afford to not be political if mm. the politics suits you, right? right? Yeah, right. Sorry, was it a joke? Off my or was he actually being? Um... <laughs> no, serious serious oh, you know and it's like yeah, i'm still working on the issue of palestine because you know palestine's still not free so mm. i carry on i work very closely with a lady called tracy tracy pretty who's got a shop in twickenham on church street called the hair and the moon so it's a spiritual gift shop and um we started a podcast called we knew the moon all about our love for the moon and what it means um we were constantly getting asked questions about you know, what do the different phases mean? What does it mean when you have, um, you know, the full moon in Virgo? What does it mean mm -hmm. when your moon sign is blah, blah, blah? So mm -hmm. I will go into that into a bit more detail, but we thought we'll make a podcast. Um, the podcast has evolved and now it's covering loads of different um, spiritual topics that fascinate us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we couldn't carry on season three still talking about phases of the moon. I mean, <laughs> I could, but I don't think our <laughs> listeners would have appreciated it. So we cover a bunch of topics like, um, you know, tarot, numerology, um, different times in history, like the Salem witch trials and so forth. We're going to have Sarita mm, on soon, no. as it guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's um, how it kind of got to the point where we are now talking about and setting up um, the Goddess Temple in Twickenham, mm. which we're super excited about. So watch this space. That's so cool. Like you said, it sounds like a transition rather than a complete like U-turn or rebrand in a way, because I guess if one thing, if you hadn't done one thing, you couldn't have moved on to the next, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. every little bit is like a piece of a puzzle, which now has evolved and turned into a bigger picture. 
Sometimes. And trial and error. And you change throughout yeah. your life, don't you? Like your priorities. Um, I loved in my 20s traveling all the time. And I love jobs where I was constantly out and about and whatever. But like, I'm in my late 30s now. I love traveling, but when I want to, you know, mm -hmm. and I love going out and seeing people, but only the select few that I actually like and doing the exact things that I want to do. So mm. your priorities change. I don't have kids, but I imagine if that, if and when that happens, then I will have different priorities. So why not change your profession and your, you know, your obligations to match mm. that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's um, something that I guess we've all been programmed to do um, from a very young age, like you're, you're told, okay, study this because you're going to get this career and this, this education is going to help you build that career. And then you just kind of become a nurse or a doctor or a solicitor or a shop assistant. And you just stay there. That's what we've been told you do. And then you die. Exactly. And, and then you take every opportunity to move up the career ladder, mm -hmm. regardless of whether you want to or not, or whether it's mm -hmm. worth it. I mean, I always remember having this conversation with my parents when I was at my previous appointment where I had the opportunity to sort of move up the next um you know rung on the career ladder mm -hmm. but I, I didn't want to because the pay rise did not warrant the extra amount of hours Investment and the responsibility yeah, yeah 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 and also the job the day-to-day -day job was not the stuff that I enjoyed doing mm. so okay I would have had a nice pay rise but I would be doing day-to-day -day stuff that I hated um, I would have had to produce a whole bunch of reports and blah, blah, blah. I would have had less interaction with that charity's donors, which I love, like the supporters and the, the actual sort of people on the ground. So I didn't want to go for that, that you know, pay rise and that promotion, hmm. which was bizarre to like my dad, bless him, he understood at the end. But, you know, that generation where you're just taught to just progress without mm -hmm. thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and get stability i think that's what our parents I mean, a lot of the time really would have promoted me i don't know if they would have actually given me the job but i didn't want to even consider <laughs> it so. you like to tell you yourself know, that you would have got it yeah 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 whatever that's <laughs> it was in the bag <laughs> you've, you've got the podcast and um mm -hmm. it's all about well it started off primarily about the moon cycles and stuff like that yeah so why why the moon? It's so easy to get so um, distant from nature and the, the natural cycles of the world. You almost, it almost doesn't matter what season it is. We still work the same hours. We're still expected to do the same things. We still plan our social life in the same way. And I realized that that, that for me, being super sensitive to things like daylight, like I'm tired when the sun is down, you know, mm. in the, in the, Summer, I'm like making plans to go out at 9 p.m. In the winter, I'm asleep on the sofa by like seven. No joke, right? Other people are more or less affected by that, obviously. But, you know, back in the day, I'm not saying we need to go back and live in like the olden days, but back in the day before electricity, you would go to sleep earlier in the winter because there was no light to do anything. And, mm -hmm. and then the summer would be your high activity time. And then the winter would be all about recuperating resting i mean some animals literally hibernate and you don't yeah. see them for yeah. six months right True. i mean i wish we could do that but uh, um <laughs> and although we we don't want to like go back to living as cavemen or cave people you know there is some element of that that we should still respect and if we don't it it hurts us physically and mentally emotionally and so forth mm -hmm. so you know the fact that you get to treat yourself in the winter by allowing yourself to sort of 
you know, cancel all your plans. Don't make them in the first place and just allow yourself to go home and cuddle on the sofa and watch Netflix guilt free. Right. Um, so I, I realized that I wanted to live a little bit more in touch with what the seasons were doing and how that was affecting me mentally and physically and my energy levels. Um, and the one thing that I've always been hyper aware of and obsessed with is the moon. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's gorgeous, isn't it? You notice mm -hmm. when there's an amazing full moon, don't mm -hmm. you? And, mm -hmm. and it's so magical and mystical. And there's so many like folklore stories around the moon, isn't there? Like every culture has some kind of werewolf story or, you know, some kind of trope about some beast that goes a bit in during a full moon. And mm, um, as we all do. Yeah. You know, it's obvious um, the moon represents the feminine energy, very tied with like menstrual cycle. The cycle of the moon is the same length as your sort of average menstrual cycle. Mm. Um, and it's just something I, if I pay more attention to the moon and what the moon's up to, then I feel more conscious of the passing of time. And I feel more mindful of what I'm doing with myself, my time, my energy. And that just makes me make better decisions for myself. So, for example, I know that when there's a new moon, I'm feeling more energetic and more, um, you know, excited about new projects and so forth. And then around a full moon, I'm much more about reaping the rewards. It's the time for harvest and relaxing and just watching it all come in. But then I need that waning period. And I'll go into the phases more in detail. That waning period between the full moon and the new moon, I need that for resting, recovering, reflecting. So I'm ready to do it all over again mm. and allowing myself that cycle, you know, the ups and the downs of my energy level and my productivity and so forth. It's just super helpful so that I don't burn out, basically. Yeah. So well, that you can like do that, because for me, I'm a quite a good I like to plan. I like to know what's going ahead. And I guess if you use the cycles of the moon in that way, you can kind of foresee in a way how you're going to be feeling like when you track your periods. It's just like, OK, the week before I need to get yeah. Mars bar sorted. I need to have my comfy clothes. I need stuff to watch and just eat the right food mm -hmm. so it's like so you know if you plan something super intense for the day before your period is going to start you know that's not going to end well you're not going to be excited about it you're going to struggle through it it's not going to go as well as it could have so it you know depending on how affected you feel by the moon it's the same thing mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just it's quite helpful to be able to see that and I know it's not possible for everyone like I know if you have a if you have if you're employed it's really difficult to go to your boss and be like I don't think we should sign this contract during this phase of the moon or you know I can't do that Mercury is in retrograde like you no know, you can't plan your whole life you know but it's just really a, a fascinating thing to keep track of a little bit I think people are way more affected by it than they realize they are people's sleep patterns. I mean, even my partner, who's not woo-woo at all, he now asks me, is there a full moon or something? Because the dog's acting weird. Mm. <laughs> he notices. So, mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to know more about it purely because of what you're saying so that I can plan stuff that I'm doing and be more aware of what I am getting like my kids to do as well at certain times of the month or whatever and um and making sure that we're optimizing the time that we've got together so one of us isn't high energy and the other one is super like sloth like so how 
accessible is it because it always there seems to be so much information and I know you're going to break it down for us but there's there's all of these like your your earth sign and then your moon sign and then like you're saying all these retrograde things and different phases of the moon and all of this so you seem to need to know everything before you can make a decision about what's happening at, <laughs> on a particular day for you like how how do how do I do that well, when you're learning anything new or trying to incorporate anything into your life, it's always good to start small. Don't feel like you have to take all of it on board. And some of it, like, I don't pay much attention to what planets, what, what zodiac sign the planets were in in my birth chart, blah, blah, blah. I mainly just focus on the three main ones, which is um, your sun sign, which is often called your star sign, mm -hmm. um, which most people are aware of and know, even if they don't believe it at mm -hmm. all, right? Um, and my moon sign and my rising sign. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of three main ones. Um, but if you wanted to start looking at the, the moon and how you might incorporate it or, it, you know, align a little bit more with it, start off with just re learning a little bit more about full moon and new moon. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about full moon and new moon. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about what it means when your my moon sign, for example, is Aquarius and what that means. And then I'm also going to tell you about what it means when, for example, new moon is in Pisces. So we'll break it down. But you, what the key is to just adopt one little thing at a time, learn one little thing at a mm -hmm. time, um, and little plug. But for example, I produce um, from the We Knew the Moon podcast, a lunar planner, which tells you every day mm. what, what um, star sign, what constellation, what zodiac sign the moon is in. Um, when the new moon and the full moons are. Oh, Sarita's what... got a copy. She's just showing yes. it. Oh. And it tells you um, each full moon and new moon, which zodiac sign it's in, what that means for that time, what it means that time is good for, mm -hmm. and so forth. So um, let me let me break it down. I'd love to break it down. So um, I'm going to start with telling you a little bit more about new moon and full moon. There's actually eight phases of the moon but I'm going to just go through new moon and full moon here. If you're interested in more mm -hmm. then you know, um, the new moon, remember you got to think of it as a cycle, right? It's a circle. The new moon is where you start with new beginnings. Um, during the new moon, this is the sciencey bit. <laughs> and by science, I mean like year three science level, not anything <laughs> super intense. <laughs> so, um, um, the, the moon is positioned between the earth and the sun. And it means that it can't be seen. So the dark side of the moon is facing us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all know what that looks like. Yeah. Basically nothing, right? Yeah. Um, so the woo-woo description of that is that it's a time for wiping the slate clean and starting afresh. I mean, how lovely an idea is that? Just starting again. Let's forget about what happened before. Let's stop beating ourselves up. Maybe we didn't achieve as much as we wanted the previous lunar cycle, but now is our opportunity to just start again. Mm. Um, it's a great time to start new projects, to plan the month ahead. So, you know, you're thinking sort of short to medium term. Um, and now is the time to release anything you need to let go of from the previous month and spend some time um, thinking about what you want to achieve within the next 28 days, i.e. the next lunar cycle. Mm -hmm. And the key task to do during the new moon, if you're wondering what to do at each phase of the moon, is to set new intentions for the upcoming month. Achievable ones, 
realistic ones, but set those intentions, right? Um, I'm going to just quickly mention the quarter phases um, because the first quarter is when you want to start taking action. And now the moon is in the waxing stage, so it's getting fuller. You know, the illuminated bit is getting fuller. It's going towards the full moon. And then the full moon is the time when you harvest. You've set your intentions at the new moon. The waxing stage and the first quarter is when you've put the plans into action. And the full moon is when you reap your rewards. And um, the sciency bit, this is when the moon is on the opposite side of the earth from the sun. So if you think about it, it's moon, earth, sun. So it means that the sun is illuminating one side of the moon that we can actually see. Um, and so the woo-woo description, like I said, is it's the time to seal your intentions, to harvest them, and reap the benefits of your intentions and all the work that you've done in the waxing period of the moon. Full moon is my favorite. First of all, because it's gorgeous. And secondly, because I love the activities that they recommend you do around the full moon, right? Taking a moon bath. Have you ever oh. taken a moon bath? No. I used to think what I is it? Because I always associated baths with like cleaning. And I always thought, well, it's so awkward when you could just take a shower. But a moon bath yeah. is nothing to do with mm -hmm. cleansing. It's all about putting your favorite, like, you know, making it a proper spa experience, you know, putting in those bath bombs that Sarita used to make that were amazing, lighting the candles, like making it an experience, right? You know, um, uh, putting the candles around, using your essential oils in the water and just putting on some favorite music or even a podcast and just bring a glass of wine. Maybe you have your bathtub cigarette. Can I say that? Whatever. Cut it out. You can if say I can. that if you want to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Think of it as a, your spa experience, okay? And it is all about celebrating everything you've achieved since the new moon and releasing all the stuff that is just, it's just time to let go of. Oh, I love that. And then, yeah. And then when you pull out the bath plug, this is one of my favorite visualizations. I imagine all of the bad shit just going down the drain mm. and leaving, leaving my body and leaving my everything just going away. Well, you're in luck because it's nearly a full moon. And I will tell you all about that in a oh, bit too. Okay. And then some of you might have already heard that like full moon is a perfect time to cleanse your crystals. Mm. Um, some crystals are, you should always have a little Google because some crystals are sensitive to water. You shouldn't get them wet. Um, things like selenite and whatever. Um, so some people like to cleanse them with water. But again, you've got to check. It can be risky, et cetera, et cetera. So Some people like Dee, your... Sorry, when you say it can be risky, what do you mean? What's the risk? Oh, just purely because some of them can dissolve in uh, water. I thought you meant it would do some bad stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. um, unless you have bad intentions, which obviously no one here no, does. No. Um, no, it's just like a little bit risky because you have to check each specific one. Is it okay to rinse it underwater? Okay, or soak it in water? okay. Also, Keith you know, very important if you want to put crystals in water to infuse your water with crystals, you know, have you seen those crystal bottles and stuff? Yeah. Again, make sure that you check whether it's safe to put them in water because you don't want to ruin your crystals, your beloved crystals, right? Mm. Also, some people cleanse them in the sunlight, but again, some of them like amethyst and rose quartz are really sensitive to light. Like over time, they'll, the color will fade a lot, mm. which is also a bit sad, isn't it? So that's why it's great to cleanse them on a full moon because 
you're not going to dissolve them by accident down your drain and you're not going to accidentally bleach them with the sunlight. Mm. So all you have to do is if you've got like a garden space, put them outside or if you've got, um, you know, window ledge, it doesn't even have to be outside, but a window ledge where the moon will hit them then you know, put them on the window ledge. If you've got squirrels that steal your crystal, <laughs> not going to lie, this happens more often than you would imagine. <laughs> Constantly people tell me this. You can put them in like a jar, a glass container, oh. um, preferably glass rather than plastic because we like to avoid any kind of like, you know, yeah. plasticky stuff, yeah. right? But um, you can put them in a jar and put them in your garden that way and they're less likely to get stolen by, by this crystal loving squirrels. Um, but yeah, it's just a really nice thing again to help mark the time and to cleanse those crystals and just visualize all the all the energy that they might have soaked up, all the negative energy from the last lunar cycle just being washed away by the gorgeous moonlight. Mm. Another thing I love doing is collecting moon water. Yeah, I've heard of moon water. What is moon so water? intriguing, but I've never actually got as far oh. as actually to Google it. But yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Super easy, super easy. And again, it's just a really lovely ritual. And you have to think of all of these things as like a self-care ritual that you're doing for yourself that because you're special and you deserve this. So it's partly about like treating yourself and making yourself understand how worthy you are, right? Mm. Um, but collecting moon water is super easy. Just if you've got, again, preferably sort of more natural materials like um, and preferably see-through um if you've got like these glass bottles, I save all my glass bottles in jars and I fill them up on the night of a full moon. I put them outside and then they get infused by the gorgeous moon energy. And again, I feel like that's like my special water, you know, I use it in, I use it on the first day for like my cup of coffee. I'll just put it in the kettle. Oh, wow. um, again, be careful. I only use it as, for consumption on the first day because obviously the longer you let the water sit, you don't it really want to consume it. Yeah. Exactly. But my first day boiled in a kettle for the coffee. Um, so I'm, I, and I make that a cup of coffee that I refuse to have at my desk. I sit down on the sofa and I enjoy it or I look out the window or I sit in the garden with it. You know what I mean? A proper, nice, indulgent coffee rather than just oh, the... I love that. Yeah. yeah. I also use it in my diffusers, my electronic diffusers with my oils. I also put some in my bath um, and I use it to water my plants. These are for oh. everything, really. And it's just like my little special water, you know, my special moon water. So, oh, wow. you know, again, it's just a really nice little treat, little fun ritual to do for yourself that makes you just feel a bit more connected with the passing of time and the cycle of the moon. Mm. Um, so then after, see, I told you the full moon's fun, right? Sometimes <laughs> if you ever see that, that meme that goes around where it's like, no, I can't, it's a full moon. It's like, I've got too many things to do at a full moon. Um, this is one of the, maybe the most important phases, parts of the cycle of the lunar path, right? And that is the waning stage. That's when the moon goes from full moon to new moon. So the illuminated, illuminated bit gets smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so important is because this is the time for recuperating, reflection, forgiveness, so all those things that you didn't manage to achieve in this lunar cycle, reflect on it. What do I want to maybe do ne different next time? What did I do? Maybe not to the best. I don't want to say wrong, but what can I improve on next time? And what do I just need to forgive myself for and just 
fucking let it go, right? We, especially as women, we spend a lot of time beating ourselves up about, oh, I didn't get to do this. And I'm, am I a bad mom? And oh, people can do things better than me. And you know what I mean? Like, how does everyone manage to do X, Y, and Z? And I'm only pretending to adults, like someone's going <laughs> to catch me out any moment now and realize I have no fucking clue what I'm doing with anything. <laughs> let all that go, right? It's not helpful. It's not going to serve you well. So that's the time for doing that. So it's a lot of pampering and self-reflection and alone time and looking after yourself. So um, yeah, those are some of the key times in the lunar phase. Again, if you want to know more about specific ones on my podcast, I've got an episode for each of the phases of the moon. Amazing. Um, I'll share a link for that on the blog yeah. as well. Fantastic. And so now I heard mm -hmm. you ask, what does what's your moon sign? What the hell is all that about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What Can I ask what your sun signs are? Aries. And I know you're an Aries as well. Two Aries and a Pisces. Yeah. Mm. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are very familiar with their sun sign and what that means and what the key characteristics are. Yeah. Even if they don't believe it, you kind of know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So do you two know what your moon signs are? Nah. No. Doesn't that involve well, getting your birth time or something and all of that? Yeah. Business? So we do have a birth chart calculator on the we knew the moon.com shit.co.uk <laughs> but you do more important more than with your sun sign you do kind of need to know your time of birth because the lunar cycle is obviously much shorter than the solar cycle the solar cycle is one year mm. and you have to imagine the constellation the zodiac constellation like a map in the sky and all the, the sun moves around it it takes a year the moon moves around it, but it only takes 28 days and all the other planets move to move around it too. So what the, what your sun sign means is that when you were born, the sun in this map of the sky was in Aries or was in Pisces. Right. And this is why we also can say, Oh, I'm, I'm in Aries and my moon sign is Aquarius. So the moon was in the Aquarius part of the map in the sky. Okay. Um, but because the moon moves so much quicker, it is a little bit more important what time of day you were born because it might make a difference in terms of your moon sign. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, if you don't know the exact time, then try to guesstimate. But you can you can figure it out um, on the website, like I said, or Google a, Google a birth chart calculator and it will come up. Okay. Um, ignore, if you're new to this, ignore all the other signs, all the other planets and what they're doing. Learn one by one as and when you feel you've mastered the previous one. Otherwise, you will overwhelm yourself mm. and just be like, I can't do any of it, right? Um, now, you might be asking, like, what, what does the moon sign represent? How is it different to your, your sun sign? Your sun sign is kind of the outer personality that you show everyone, right? Mm -hmm. The moon sign is more of your inner sign. The sun sign is more your masculine energy and the moon sign is your feminine energy more introverted part of your personality and the part of your personality that like your nearest and dearest see more. Mm -hmm. So I'm an Aries. We are super overconfident. <laughs> so, well, confident, not overconfident. Sometimes <laughs> over. But you know, we're, we're showmen. We don't mind being out there. We're loud, we're passionate, so forth. Um, my uh, mood sign is Aquarius, which is much more moody, emotional and so forth. And I have that side, but I don't like to show it. 
you know, only a handful of people ever see me cry, for example, because that's the side of me that I only show people I really trust. And that's what your moon sign is. Mm. So it's super important to understand that side of it, you know, because it's the side of yourself that you only show yourself mm -hmm. or your loved ones. It can be very often how you interact with your nearest and dearest. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's always helpful to look at your birth chart and to assess how much you you think it's accurate or not right okay so that um sorry d um another question okay. on that part so you're saying assess how how accurate you think that it is for you because i know that i obviously i'm an aries but someone else might be an aries and their aries might manifest in a different way for them so yeah. i i just i i'm always really conscious when people generalize like all Aries are the same, all Pisces are the same, all Geminis are like nuts. So sorry, can't help my bad behavior exactly. because I'm a black Exactly. Yeah. Well that's because their the rest of their birth chart is different. So they might be an Aries, but they might have a different moon sign or a different rising sign or they might like for me, I have about four different planets that are in Taurus. So I have really strong, this is my home body and my, um, like I need, I have that nesting urge, mm. right? Which I thought, I used to think, and it's probably partly because of this, was because I come from, um, my dad's a refugee and that kind of insecurity in terms of location mm. and place and home, mm. I thought that I was like overcompensating. Mm. And I'm sure it's partly that, but it's also partly because I've got so many Taurus um, planets, right? And Taurus is all about material comfort and material, um, not material wealth, but, you know, feel, having that local man, community, home spirit. Mm. Um, but I also wondered, how come sometimes I'm a total bitch? <laughs> and it's because I have a rising Scorpio. So uh, we you know, know about Scorpios. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. love, love Scorpios, love Scorpios, but you know, that's, where, that's the little stinger that comes out sometimes, right? So yeah, it's because they've got other things happening in their planets. You might have an Aries who acts completely different in a relationship. And that's because they might have different signs in, you know, their Venus sign might be different. Mm. So looking at the rest of your birth sign as and when you feel ready to sort of expand your knowledge on those things can answer a lot of questions. I was going to tell you a little bit about what it means mm -hmm. when people say, oh, full moon in Cancer, or new moon in Scorpio. Um, and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So that's different to your personal moon sign. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that the full moon, if you think about it as each new moon and each full moon having like a different flavor to it, mm -hmm. right? So this full moon is all about Virgo. So there's a lot of Virgo energy there. Um, so if you are a Virgo, you might feel it more than others, you might be more susceptible to that energy. You might love it more or you might hate it more, but you might, you will probably feel it more if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So your new moon in Pisces that's coming up, mm -hmm. Sarita is your time to shine. But, but, um, but in terms of Virgo coming up on Virgo, what does this mean for me? Yeah. So um, we're gonna be feeling yeah. Virgo traits on my birthday. Yeah, it's very Virgo energy. So if you think about it, for example, like the new moon in Leo, Leo is like a really showy, proud sign, right? Mm -hmm. Very confident. 
So that would be the time to take on like extrovert projects, like starting a podcast, for example, or or joining an amateur dramatics group or something. Mm -hmm. Whereas, for example, full moon, full moon in Cancer, um, Cancer is governed by the moon. And so it's a much more like emotional, mysterious, spiritual sign. Mm -hmm. So you might be feeling more emotional and woo-woo at that time. Mm -hmm. So, for example, full moon in Virgo, mm -hmm. it's um, a time where you might be feeling high anxiety. Um, but service to others might help you getting a perspective and your anxiety levels in check. So, you know, lots of opportunities to help others, helping others, um, not to sound too preachy, but it does help put in perspective, perspective, what your problems, how big or small they might be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also a great time to reassess your dreams and devise a realistic plan to achieve them. Right now you're craving order because, you know, Virgo is all about that perfectionist mm -hmm. order, spreadsheets, to-do lists and so forth. So if that doesn't come naturally to you and you know that you should be doing it more, then this would be perfect time to try it out and to start doing mm. it because you're actually craving a bit more order. Um, so it's a great time to, like I said, make that to-do list um, maybe have a clear out, maybe rearrange your space so you've got that new energy coming in and flowing in. Um, it's also a really good time to ask yourself the following questions. Have I got realistic expectations of myself and others? When was the last time I did volunteer work? And am I practicing enough self-care? So on the website, by the way, on the We Knew the Moon website, we have um, for every phase of the, for every full moon and every new moon, we have um, an info sheet, which you can have a look at, which has all the questions, all the journaling points you might want to put, everything that I'm going to tell you now about it, we've got it on there. Perfect. Um, we've also listed some um, some great aromas and, and um, crystals for each moon phase. Mm -hmm. So good ones to grab hold of during full moon in Virgo are uh, clary sage, uh, lemon balm, which is also known as Melissa, mm -hmm. And patchouli. Oh, I love patchouli. That's like one of my right. favorite scents. Mm -hmm. And when, I don't know if you've tried it, but when you mix it with a little drop, a couple of drops of citrus as well, Ooh. any citrusy one, so lemon balm smells nice with it, um, you know, orange and so forth. It just gives it an extra level, which is just delicious. I love mm. it too. Um, although patchouli is one that people are on the fence about. You either love or hate patchouli, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it's quite a strong one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I think it brings around a lot of, I love it because it reminds me of being like, you know, teenager trying to cover the smell of weed. <laughs> you all know that what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Um, some really good crystals are citrine, which is that gorgeous. It's the sunshine crystal, you know, lots yeah. of yellows. And, yeah, exactly. Um, and moonstone. I love moonstone. Moonstone's all about new beginnings. Fertility. Yeah, there you go. Sarita's wearing every crystal that I mentioned. So. Amazing. It turned out well. I didn't even plan it. Mm -hmm. And we've also got a um, an affirmation for each new moon and each full moon. So for full moon in Virgo, the perfect affirmation for you to repeat to yourself, write it on a postcard, stick it on your fridge, set it on an alarm on your phone, is this. I am patient and strong and grounded in goodness. I am patient so. and strong and grounded in goodness yeah mm. isn't that lovely and when do you say this sorry on well you can do affirmations in different ways you might set it as um you know the name of your alarm in the morning so when you switch off your alarm you see it 
or you Ooh, can set it several times that's a day. such a yeah, good idea it's an amazing material. yeah for sure um i normally write them on a post-it and put it on my screen on my laptop screen for you know that time just somewhere where you're going to see it at least daily and just take the time to stop and actually say it to yourself mm. if not out loud mm then at least in your mind and just remind yourself yeah i am i am good mm. i am a fucking right <laughs> so um we also have some fun stuff on the website about numerology which i won't go into detail because that needs a whole other <gasps> podcast um, Part two. <laughs> but each um full moon and each new moon has an associated number so keep an eye out for that number yeah. oh think of it as a sign if you see that number so for full moon in virgo it's the number five, which stands for uniqueness, creativity, intellect, energy. It's all about being rational and grounded. So that Virgo energy. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And then here's one I love. And I know you're going to love Sarita. I hope you like it too, see. Each full moon and each new moon also has an associated tarot suit. So if Ooh. you like reading tarot, pay special attention to these one. If this suit comes up, when you're doing a reading during full moon in Virgo, pay special attention. So for full moon in Virgo, it is pentacles, mm -hmm. which is also sometimes um, coins in the tarot suite. Ah. So pentacles is all about being dependable, industrious, cautious, diligent. So again, Virgo energy. There's lots of Virgo energy coming through. So yeah, that's uh, 18th of March. I'll send you the fact sheet. So if you want to share it with people, you can. Oh, fantastic. Um, Thank you. But um but yeah, it's just, we find it really lovely way to sort of take that time to self-reflect, which, you know, we all benefit from, don't we? Mm, absolutely. Okay. So now I feel I know a lot more about Mooney, woo-woo. You keep calling it woo-woo stuff. I, I know a lot more about woo-woo, woo-woo. Um, I'm going to be looking out for number five. I'm going to be expecting money to be dropping. I'm going <laughs> to be making it rain, right? And I'm going to yeah. be saying this affirmation every single opportunity that I can how can if if I if I want to learn more about that or if I want to be guided through that is there a way that you can support in in that as well well so um again I'll share the link with you to the website where we have our monthly pages mm -hmm. where it tells you exactly what's happening each month with the new moon and the full moon but we also have a guided meditation specifically for each new moon and each full moon. Mm. So again, we go through some of the key um, things that you want to think about, ask yourself, journal around during this phase of the moon. But then we talk you through a guided meditation. Um, not everyone is very good at sitting still and doing a traditional silent meditation. Mm -hmm. I am shit at it. <laughs> I cannot. I absolutely cannot. So um, instead we do a guided uh, meditation which is more like a visualization mm, exercise mm. so um for example during one of the the leo uh phases of the moon we have a lovely one where you imagine getting up on stage and what that feels like and you know you ask yourself am i excited about going on the stage to address the audience who's in the audience is it large is it small what's the stage like you know what do i want to tell them what do i say to them um, and really imagining that. Does it bring anxiety or does it bring excitement? You know, very different for different people, right? Some of us are like, yeah, I'll get on stage. You know, I don't even need to be asked. And other people are like, oh God, I cannot, I cannot. I don't even want to speak to a room full of three <laughs> people, right? Um, so again, it's like reflecting on 
what that does to us, what, you know, and then thinking about how we can change any of it that we want to change. Maybe we're happy being introverted. Maybe we want to get a bit more out of our shell. So yeah, we've got different guided meditation, totally different for each of the new moons and each of the full moons. So I recommend checking out some of them. So D, you've got this goddess temple, goddess temple, I should say, and it's out in Twickenham. Can you tell us a little bit about it? It sounds very, very intriguing and it's non-denominational. So I really want to know, is it competition yeah. to my Roman Catholic church down the road or <laughs> what, what, what is it? Yeah, they should be very afraid. <laughs> um, no, what we mean when we're non-denominational is that you can come along whatever religion you are, whether you are religious or not. It's not a replacement for that or a substitute for that. It's just a place where we want to um, celebrate divine energies. It's not even just for women. It's for anyone that I mean, we're very moon focused, as you can tell, we're obsessed. So uh, we're going to be doing a lot of activities around the moon and are planning our schedule around the moon. And eventually it'll be a place where you can come for walk-in meditations and so forth. But we're going to launch our series of events next um, next month. And we will have every full moon, we'll have um, meditation sessions, guided meditations, and we'll incorporate other things. Sometimes there'll be a sound bath. Sometimes there'll be, um, you know, maybe a cacao ceremony and so forth. And then every new moon, we're going to do a really fun new moon workshop type activity to help set your intentions, but in a fun way, right? So one month we're going to be doing um, create your own essential oil blend. So you'll learn about different essential oils, how to blend them in your oil diffuser or in your, you know, if you make candles or whatever for fun, or if you want to put them in your bath, but you'll come away with your own essential oil blend for that lunar cycle to set your intentions and that smell when you use the little roller ball of your smell that you've made will remind you of your intentions and give you that little bump that you need to you know carry through with your your intentions um then we're going to have another workshop where you're going to be um, making your own smudge sticks so you know Ooh. smudge sticks are very yeah, we're gonna know, have to go, fun, to go. Right? and we <gasps> you know that like white sage, white sage is often used in the smudge sticks but they're often incorporated um other herbs and elements are also incorporated depending on your again your intentions for that lunar cycle so if you want to have a more calming month you might put some lavender dried lavender in there with your with your white sage if you're looking for maybe a more romantic month you might put in some rose petals you know so there's different um herbs that you can incorporate in your smudge stick so again in the workshop we'll talk about these different herbs and what they can be used for and then how to make a smudge stick and then you make your own and you come away with your your own smudge stick for that lunar cycle and you know with with the knowledge to be able to replicate that if you want to in future lunar cycles um and then we're going to have another other sessions and courses based around the moon so we've got loads of things planned super excited on the we knew the moon website you can find the link to the goddess temple as well or goddess temple um, goddess temple twickenham.org can sign up to our mailing list and we will inform you as soon as we've got the dates and everything concrete we will we will share them but yeah please do come along because we would love to have you two along and any of your listeners who want to join us but yeah it's going to be a very empowering place where people can just be themselves and learn some new skills and learn some fun stuff as well as meditate and just take that little time for reflection and you know pamper themselves a little bit spiritually my name is Dee. I'm a fundraiser and event planner for Empath Entrepreneurs and Charities. I'm also the co-founder of the Goddess Temple Twickenham and the host of the official Temple podcast, We Knew the Moon. 
check out the website weknewthemoon.co.uk for podcast episodes, guided meditations, and information about each of the new and full moons. So you mentioned um, smudge sticks. Um, Sometimes I get a bit ahead of myself and just assume that everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) What is a smudge stick for those who don't know or for people like me who just assume they know, but they're probably doing it wrong? You know what's so funny, right? I work in Tracy's shop occasionally to help cover her at different times in the spiritual gift shop in Twickenham. And and we've had conversations about this, especially since COVID. The people using smudge sticks has increased dramatically. But also what I've noticed, and it breaks my heart, is that sometimes people are like, I don't want to use a smudge stick in case I do it wrong. There's very little chance of you doing it wrong. So don't worry. It's not like you're accidentally going to summon a demon or something. Please don't worry. Yeah, that would be my concern, to be honest. Right? So this is part of the reason why we wanted to do the workshop. So people were, you know, felt comfortable to do these things and not too worried. But people use them in different ways. And as I said, they're normally bundles of white sage, sometimes other things like Palo Santo and and any different dried herb. You can make your own, you can buy them pre-made in the shops. One thing I would request is that you always check that they are from sustainable sources because there's a lot of um, unsustainable sources yeah. for a lot of these products, yeah. Palo Santo and the White Sage, mm. um, you know, where they're either produced in an unsustainably, an, an environmentally unsustainable way, or the producers are not paid fairly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's bad karma. Mm. You don't want that from a sage thing. Yeah, <laughs> So for sure, check that they come from a sustainable source. Mm -hmm. Um, You can make it from stuff in your own garden, which, you know, hopefully is fairly sustainable. So Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also different ways people use them. I love using a smudge stick on a new moon because I feel like it's a way to cleanse the air. Um, It's something that my grandmother used to do, believe it or not. And she was not woo-woo. She was Roman Catholic, like from Palestine, i.e. where Jesus was born. (laughs) But do you know why? Because... Sage actually cleanses, cleanses and kills 97% of airborne bacteria. Uh? So there is science behind that woo-woo. This is what I mean. Sometimes people do shit and they don't know mm. why, but they know that it helps, mm. right? I didn't know like, that. Like a lot of like, medicinal plants and so forth. Originally, they might not have been able to explain scientifically why this reduces inflammation or why this soothes or why this stems bleeding, but they knew it did. And later down the line, we were managed we were able to work out, oh, it's this chemical in here or this element that can be found in this that does this, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically it does actually help with moving the air around and killing airborne bacteria, mm. which is pretty phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah, it is. I love on a new moon when we're all about fresh starts, wiping the slate clean, that's the perfect time. Light your smudge stick, get in the corners of the room and just, you know, wave it around a bit. Now, some people have special incantations or spells or things they say. I'm dyslexic and I'm shit at memorizing things. So I don't like spells that I have to memorize. I don't like reading off a paper while I'm trying to perform a thing. So I literally go, be gone, evil ones. Get out of my house. Like, I just say what I want. It's the intention behind the words that count. Definitely. Definitely. And little tip. Smudge sticks are also infuriating because I don't know, Sarita, if you have, oh, everyone has the same problem. You light them and they go out like two seconds yes. later, right? They could be a nightmare. And that's why people think they're doing it wrong. It won't stay lit. It won't stay lit. Um, that's just the way they are. <laughs> but 
you can always buy incense sticks that are white sage and mixes of things. And you can do your smudging with an incense stick, which, you know, is much easier. It stays lit. You can wave it around easily. So if you're a bit nervous about using a smudge stick, if you're a bit annoyed by how they always go out and you're constantly relighting it, burning your fingers on the lighters, just use a, a white sage incense stick. Fantastic. If we wanted to create like our own women who rebrand um, smudge stick for like, you know, um, new beginnings, welcome fresh ideas. What could we do to make this um, smudge stick? All right. Mm. Well, let's make one together now, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. So we would definitely use some white sage for the cleansing element, mm -hmm. right? So we've got white sage. Um, then I would put in some thyme. Ooh. because that is great for courage and confidence, which we need as women. Yes. Don't we? Yes, most definitely. So we're going to add some time. And then I would like to also maybe, how do you feel about some rosemary? Oh, I like rosemary. Like a dinner, right? Yeah. Because rosemary it's it's a new one for me in terms of using it as an essential oil as a, or as burning it as a dry herb but it's so lovely it's such a lovely smell i always thought oh if i burn it i'm gonna get hungry for a roast <laughs> doesn't happen um but rosemary is good for clarity for insight and for creativity Ooh. so who doesn't want that when they're rebranding or they're evolving right um yeah so that's what i would chuck in there and then do you know what Maybe a little bit of rose petals, because as I mentioned, that's really good for love, but also for passion, for drive, which again is something that we want when we're going through life in every element, right? Mm -hmm. We want to have passion for everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's what I would put in there. What do you Amazing. think? It's a little so white sage, thyme, rosemary, and rose. Amazing. So what would we use to bind this together? Can you just use any type of string or does it have to be like twine? Um, well, for example, in the workshops that we do, we supply a string for you that has, well, we supply all the herbs that you can use as well, but mm -hmm. um, you want to have one that burns uh, cleanly. So you're not putting carcinogenics in the air. Right. Um, so find one that's specific, specifically for sort of candle making or, um, or, sage making ah, you could just buy candle yeah. making wick that is so clever i never thought about that yeah. or you can use the stems of certain um dried plants you know as well there's lots of different ways you can do it or you might use um instead of making a sage stick as such you might just um grind the herbs into a kind of loose leaf tea concoction and burn it on you know as a loose incense mm -hmm. on a bit of charcoal in an incense burner for oh, example such a good idea thank you i'm gonna or make if sure you forego all of that and you want to have an easy way of doing it you can get the essential oils and um and and put them in an oil diffuser that is the easiest way to incorporate these different smells and these elements into your life and cleanse your space with them and infuse your space with them you're listening to the Women Who Rebrand podcast. Honest and humorous conversations all about the natural and individual transitional phases people experience to grow, start over or rebrand to become their most authentic selves. Hosted by former mummy bloggers Sarita Fontaine and Chioma Olalei and guest featuring professional rebranders. 
you can find us on Instagram at Women Rebranded. Okay, no, we're going to go into what in the world. Now, I came across um, a story to, um, this week, last week, if you're listening to this podcast, because um, we, yeah, technology. Um, it was Gigi Hadid, and I didn't realize she was Palestinian. Um, she was discussing yeah. what's going on in Ukraine. She was saying how she's going to be donating um, a portion of her um, earnings to support the crisis going on. Um, and Vogue um, reposted her um, her post. It was on Instagram that she wrote this. But they specifically left out the fact that she's also going to continue supporting Palestine as she currently gives a percentage of money mm -hmm. to that. So there was outrage in terms of kind of, um, not kind of, basically dismissing and ignoring and wiping out the whole Palestine um, issue. They didn't want to highlight that. And I don't know, I just sort of wanted to mention it or discuss it because there is kind of, since since everything going on in Ukraine, a lot of people have been like, well, there are other wars. Why? What's the difference? Is it because they're European? Is it because they look different? What is the difference between helping everyone or just sort of helping those that kind of look like us or... Was it someone that said that they're civilized? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the whole, I try to avoid the, what we call the whataboutism mm. mentality. Mm. You know, you get it a lot in the sort of bitchy community Facebook groups or whatever, where someone's like, oh, I'm fundraising for this, you know, um, books for south africa mm -hmm. and someone will post what about the homeless people in this country mm -hmm. like they give to the homeless people in this country <laughs> right and i don't like that because there's room to try to help everyone and everyone has their own causes that they support well hopefully i would love it if everyone had their own cause that they their own way that they're trying to make the world a better place and if every one of us helped someone the world would already be a much better place. Mm -hmm. So I tried to avoid it. But then in this situation, it has been triggering. Mm -hmm. Obviously, well, not maybe it's not obvious, but I'll say it. I am 100% anti this Russian invasion. And I am so, so heartbroken about what's happening with the Ukrainians. And I hope everyone does everything they can with the, all these donation efforts and so forth. You know, this is not any kind of dig on what's going on there or any criticism on the response there. I mean, for the first time ever, Boris said something that I actually thought was like, well done, mm -hmm. you know, when he said that this is a clear case of right and wrong and we should be supporting Ukraine wholeheartedly. They've taken in, you know, they've taken out sanction against not just Russia, but Russians here. I mean, it's been a phenomenal show of support, which I can only think was like kind of, reminiscent of the times where everyone united against apartheid finally mm -hmm. took their time, but they finally did right mm -hmm. in the sporting world, in the political world, in the cultural world, all of it to put pressure on that country to finally cooperate in a decent way and follow international humanitarian and human law. Um, the bit that triggers me is that as a Palestinian, 
we've been going through, and when I tell you it's the exact same situation, I'm not exaggerating, mm. the exact same situation, almost word for word, except we've been going through it for 70 years. 70 and it, years. Yeah. So Israel, and this is this part, I will tell you when it's my personal opinion, and I will tell you when this is just facts on the ground, international law, mm -hmm. right? Facts on the ground, Israel occupies the Palestinian territories. They are internationally known as the occupied Palestinian territories. Israel calls them the occupied territories. So we are being occupied by Israel. Now that is a legal term. It's allowed, according to international law, temporarily and for a very specific set of reasons. It's not allowed to be just the ongoing status quo with no exit strategy. And we've lived under occupation and all that that entails for a really fucking long time. You know, we have our borders are um, under Israeli control. Things are not allowed in and out of Gaza, for example, very basic things. Kids, babies are dying because we don't have vaccinations. You know, every now and then there's violent uprisings, you know, on both sides, which is, you know, really bad. But day to day, even when there's nothing in the news about that region, um, Palestinians are not allowed to go from village to village without permits. Oh, wow. There's checkpoints. There's the, I don't know if you've seen the separation wall, which is an eight meter high concrete wall that goes through, supposed to divide Israel and Palestine. Mm -hmm. But try to visualize this, the boundary that it's following between Israel and the Palestinian area of the West Bank is about 300 and something kilometers long. But this wall is actually 700 and something kilometers long because it goes in and it scoops out bits wow. of land that they want from the West Bank. Again, this is not my personal opinion. This is facts on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, you can't go from one village to another. You can't trade from one village to another. You can't go to Jerusalem unless you have a medical permit, for example. You can only get a medical permit if you're having a medical emergency like a heart attack, mm. you know, or you're giving birth. So what if you're giving birth? You've given birth, Sarita. Would you have had time to go to the permit office and sit and apply for a permit at the Israeli mm, occupation forces gosh. to get into the hospital? No, you know. So we have people giving birth at checkpoints. We have mothers and babies dying in this very Western country. You know, we're this is a Mediterranean country. Mothers and babies dying because they're giving birth at the checkpoint. People dying of heart attacks at the checkpoint. Children being, you know, targeted and, and uh, harassed and so forth at these checkpoints. I mean... No one would want to live like this. Mm. So it is triggering because I think, well, hang on, we've been going through that for so long and we have not had that show of support from the other countries. Why is that? You can't help but think, is our life worth less? Mm. Mm. Do they think that we're less? I, I had the funniest conversation with my sister, who you know as well. She's very honest. And she said she's so glad of all of the people showing support on Facebook and all of her friends who are showing support of the Ukraine. But when this, hopefully very soon, when this conflict in the Ukraine is resolved, hopefully peacefully, hopefully soon, she said she's going to fucking DM each and every one of them and remind them that there's still other occupations going on in the world. Yeah. And, you know, do they want to focus their attentions now on one of those? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's important. But, it's like what you said. So yeah. in terms of showing this much support, I do hope people will recognize what else is going on in the world in terms of just... Non-equality for everyone because it, it it it's not just one thing. There's so many things that people aren't equal in this world, and someone's trying to just you know push their authority and their power. We should be standing and supporting 
all marginalized people yeah. all for mm -hmm. equality for you everyone stand up for justice for all or or not yeah. right um so i do hope it's made people a little bit more aware mm. that there are these things going on in the world i'm always suspicious about why this issue at this time and lo and behold, we're not talking about Partygate anymore. And suddenly yeah. Boris Johnson is much more popular because he's taking a stand against something that's clear cut, right and wrong. So, you know, I'm always, you know, super paranoid about that. Oh, is it paranoid or is it just the way the media works, right? Yeah. So um, hopefully people are just a little bit more aware. Hopefully this kindness and this urge to help extends itself past this conflict, which like I said, fingers crossed is resolved fairly quickly, well, as quick as possible. Yeah. And yeah. like you have a, a very sort of clear example of where some parts of the story are left out purposely with, with um, you know, Bella Hadid. Was it Bella or Gigi? Um, I think it was Gigi. Yeah, Gigi. Gigi sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, they've left out a part of the story to kind of suit their, their narrative. Right. But there are very clear clear examples of just brazen bullshit yeah. that come out especially on social media so always be aware of that as well fact, fact check, check before fact you go spreading the word check. right yeah mm -hmm. it's great that we've got social media and we can learn from what's happening on the ground it's amazing you know it makes it so much harder to get away with these crimes against humanity mm -hmm. women who rebrand was brought to you by sarita fontaine and chioma olalea if you like what you've heard and you want to hear us again, don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you usually catch your podcasts. We're available on all streaming platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify and Breaker. Words of advice. So we're at the last segment of this episode. I think this has been the longest episode ever you've you've definitely right. won the record no it's great so much that's so because i'm aries much... and i talk a lot because i'm aries <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was your rising sun right did i get that right so, yeah that's yes. my sun sign yeah that's your sun sign your sun sign okay so no, from, um, <laughs> from um the pisces of the group i'm gonna ask um you if you have any advice about how to connect with nature, specifically the moon, to create harmony in your life. And you've probably touched up, you've probably touched on this quite a lot, but just to sum up, what can we do just well, to just connect I'm gonna with nature? I'm going to give you a fresh tip. I'm not going to sum okay. up, I'm going to give you a fresh tip, oh, right? Okay. Because I remember once upon a time, and by once upon a time, I mean a couple of weeks ago, you and I talked about whether or not we have an altar, you know? Oh, yes, I do, I do. Yeah, flashback. Yeah. So um, lots of people say they don't have an altar, but then I ask them, oh, where do you keep your crystals or your candles or your oil burners or your whatever? And they're like, oh, I have a lovely shelf and I put it all together and I make it look all cute. It's like, oh, you mean your altar, right? <laughs> now, one thing that I love to do to help mark the passing of time, feel super conscious about the passing of time, is to bring something from outside inside, right? Some people yeah. do this already with flowers you know um mainly with flowers i like to go out and either take a walk in the park or maybe i look around in the garden or whatever and it might just be like a leaf it might be a feather it might be a plant i try not to like 
you know, uproot anything. Um, it, I try to pick stuff off the ground because I'm like, oh, the poor plant, I don't want to hurt it, you know? Um, I always <laughs> like to say a little, um, and this is why I'm known as the crazy lady of the area, right? Because I will talk to whatever and say, do you mind if I take you home? Because you're supposed to ask for permission before you remove something from its natural environment. Um, so and I like to put it in on my altar. And again, it just feels like a little ritual that's just for me. Um, I like to do it at least, you know, once a month or so. And again, it can be a leaf. It can be something as simple as that, that just symbolizes the the time of the year that we're in and it just helps me mark the time of the year oh look we're in spring because flowers are coming out oh look it's fall because autumn because all the leaves are falling to the ground you know oh look it's winter because I can see this rock on the ground it's barren you know um so that's something I would definitely um incorporate um if you if you can and if you don't have an altar then put it on you know on your bedside table or on your favorite shelf or your windowsill or somewhere you can see it where you're sitting watching tv or at your desk and then like i said um if you're going to take one activity away from following the moon i would say sit down set some intentions around the new moon and take a full moon bath at a full moon Thank you so much, Dee, for sharing all of your knowledge about woo-woo and moons and crystals and sage. We need to come to your goddess temple ASAP. So we're yes, going to we arrange do. a day. Um, and I hope that all our listeners have learned something and are going to put in at least one of your recommendations, even if it's just the affirmation thing, because I really love that. If you're going to start with one, start with the moon bath. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna and it's coming up off. soon, right? It's coming up. Yeah, 18th of March. So 18th perfect of opportunity. March. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye, Take guys. care. Bye. Bye.